Hello and welcome to Music and Film Saves the World podcast. Um, my name is Chris Rice and I'm here with Simon Bridgman today. Hello Simon. Hello Chris. And today we are doing a sort of a first time watch. So um, back last year Simon watched Avatar for the first ever time and he uh, he uh, we did a podcast on his thoughts on seeing Avatar. Today we are talking about the Justice League trilogy, as it's sort of called now, Zack Snyder's Justice League trilogy. So, uh, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. So, you'd already seen Man of Steel, hadn't you? Yes, a long time ago. A few times I've seen Man of Steel. Um, and you hadn't seen Batman v Superman and Justice League. No, so I haven't seen either of those two. We had to find a massive chunk of time to watch those two films because we watched the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman, which weighs in at three hours. And we then watched in two parts, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is four hours. And quite luckily, it's over two discs because we had the 4K version of it. So um, it sort of had a good sort of a good intermission point to do that so we watched them i'd seen them before and because they they there is a lot of internet talk about those films there's a bit of controversy some people absolutely love Zack snyder stuff some people absolutely hate it it's a very some great films i think he's done a couple of howlers um but i do think his films aren't designed to watch more than once because i do think he's one of those often one of those filmmakers where your opinion can change either for the better or for the worst over watching a film not more times so as you said you'd seen man of steel a few times what was what's your thoughts of man of steel which came out in 2013 I'm 2013 believing. I think I liked Harry, Harry Kale as Henry Cavill, as, yeah, as, as, as Superman. That was good. Um, I think my problem with Superman has always been is it's just basically two enemies all the time. Yeah, and it's always a repeat of one person or Kryptonite, and it's just back and forth. Even in the TV series, they end up going back to the same things, and I think that was like oh, these again. Can we not have a different baddie? Why do we always end up with having the same baddies? I mean, and this is what I guess I always prefer Batman in, in overall, is that Batman doesn't, you know, the, it's always different. Yeah. You, don't, you don't get... I think, I think, I think you've got with... Um, and it's, it's funny, actually, because with Superman, one of the most famous superheroes of them all, but one of the oldest in terms of well-known and how he's kept going, not, not the oldest, but one of them, Whereas Batman and even Spider-Man have this quite big rogues gallery of villains you can pull from. There's a couple of main ones. Batman, they do tend to try and repeat the Joker again and again. But there are many, many more that they can use. Spider-Man's the same. um, Apart from probably the recent Spider-Man No Way Home, they haven't really ever needed to repeat the Green Goblin again and again. They have, but they've never... You didn't have... the next one yeah. and whether that actually they bring it happens in the next one or whatever it's up to the filmmakers but but uh superman is always lex luther it's always zod yeah because that's it seems to be and we know there's other superman villains smallville i know um touched upon them in the past and other super superman series have but i think the films have some i think the superman films have suffered a little bit from not being carried on in some respects obviously they got to a point with christopher reeve superman where the special effects weren't there necessarily to introduce some of the more outlandish or alien type baddies i know they did zod and his minions but um so they always used lex luther and then that's that film series petered out a bit because superman 4 was so bad but that was where they tried to do yeah the, yeah the problem they've always had with superman is power yeah it's always been the problem it's always been the known problem of the power level doesn't work um he's just so powerful that it's very difficult to you can't have a human-based enemy very much apart from some rich 
person, which is Lex Luthor each yeah, time. Yeah. Otherwise, all you do is have a clone of Lex Luthor and you'd just be moaning it's a clone of Lex Luthor. And then if you're not going to have that, they've always struggled to find proper baddies without going the big alien super monster. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and also like with Superman Returns, what they did was they continued from Superman 2, basically, and almost as if 3 and 4 hadn't existed. So obviously a whole new cast, but it was almost as if it yeah. come from Superman 2. And so obviously... Lex Luthor's the baddie, so, um, and even though that was, at the time, critics loved Superman Returns, but it didn't seem to capture the public imagination, or a lot of fans hate Superman Returns. I've always been a bit of a fan of it, I've always liked it. Um, so, Band of Steel was that sort of, I know Warner Brothers wanted Christopher Nolan, once he'd finished Batman, to take over Superman, and the I Warner Brothers did want Chris Nolan to direct. Um, so Christopher Nolan did write Superman, uh, Man of Steel, should I say, with his co-writer from, one of the co-writers from the Batman films. And I think the first Man of Steel benefits from having a little bit of Nolan Christopher magic. Nolan yeah, sparkle yeah, of it. Yeah, it is magic. It's almost, it feels, it feels like a Zack Snyder, it looks like a Zack Snyder film, but it feels like it has a little bit of that, bit of the time, the time, jumps and that type of trying to ground Superman into more real real life as much as you can. Yeah. Man of Steel feels a bit more of that. Um, I think the finale feels more Zack Snyder and I think that's where sometimes the tone of that film shifts and changes. Um, yeah, the finale is... Yeah, it's not my favourite finale of, of films. Um, I mean, just the basic thing is... The amount of people die and everything else, which I know when we come to the second film is partly what they try to deal with, but it's just not Superman. No. I mean, the point of Superman in other things is that he's, he's meant to be winning a fight and then someone will chuck a, you know, something at a person and he'll run up and protect the person and get, you know, get beaten down because he's saving people. And in this, like, they're just not through buildings. And Superman gets thrown through buildings and he throws, and it's on through buildings and down, and it's just like, there's no care, which is just not. It's not Superman. He, it's just. It's. It just goes against his ingrained thing. I think, I, and also, I think everything up to that point had been built up nicely. Sort of the the world building, the, how different Krypton looks from what we've seen it on film mm. before. Um, everything else is done. You know, the relationships between his uh, his adopted parents. Lois's introduction. I think everything is done really nicely, um, and then you have that finale, which just goes completely out there, and it becomes what I often associate with Zack Snyder films and a lot of the DC films. It's not just him and superhero films, but particularly the DC films. And I think they still do do it. Is this CGI? Throw the throw the CGI at the screen, basically, and I think. In Man of Steel, it is a film that I swear I saw at the cinema. I was really disappointed with it because I was expecting more of a Batman Begins type thing. Um, and it has some of that. But I have preferred it. As I've grown to like it more as time goes on. Definitely. And every time I watch it, I actually... that's Especially that first half, I really like. I think you really... It's. I think Henry Cavill's a good cast as Superman. I think Amy Adams is a great, perfect Lois Lane. That yeah. slightly, she's been working for a while. We yeah, don't, yeah, we, which we, is, you know, right, like right, Margot right. Kidder was in. You know, she's an experienced journalist. It's not like she's not a rookie. Um, she knows what she's doing. She knows how good she's at her job, and she's tenacious. So you have got the right person in that. I think role. the cast on the whole. Oh yeah, right. just right. Yeah, good, yeah. right. Good casting. Uh, I think it is pretty much the ending, I think, just ruins it. It could have been, yeah. Well, it's the collateral damage, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't seem to be bothered about. And I know you sort of get some of the Daily Planet workers, his colleagues, you, you see what's happening to them, and, and that sort of touches on it. But at the very end, before he ends up in the train station, I think it is, you're basically in a crater because of all the buildings, like a bomb crater, yeah, basically, because yeah. all the things have gone down. And then... But 
And I don't know how much time is supposed to have passed from when... And obviously he kills Zod. I don't have too much of a problem with that because of the amount of things that Zod is trying to do and he has to stop him, fine. But as you say, the, the, the sort of... The inability to stop some of the collateral damage or the willingness to seem to try and stop the collateral damage. Even if you don't even, even see when it's happening his regrets that much no. about, about it. Um, and I understand it's probably why in the end that's why people would say, well, that's why he had to kill Zod because he couldn't have it carrying on anymore. Fine, I get that. I don't have that much trouble with that. And technically, he kills Zod and his people in Superman too. He, he chucks, him, chucks him out of the... In his, in his Fortress of Solitude, he chucks them down a, a ravine or wherever. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets them to lose their powers and chucks them off it. So he kills them. He has to. That's that's fine. No, it's fine. Yeah, um, no problem with that. Um, but the collateral damage, and then what I always find is funny then, then it looks like it's the next week or the next day. I'm sure it isn't. Is he's biking to work. <laughs> and he goes, our new reporter, Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. And it feels like... Has there been any <laughs> time between that period? Because I tell you, people wouldn't be going to work the next day <laughs> in, yeah, but, in a bomb crater. Yeah, but we've done that for the Marvel. Marvel is like yeah, they do that. They, I mean, they, they films jump do forward that. and back and films do that. Out. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you you're not. It's not real life, so you can't associate what would happen in real life if something like that happened. So, get <laughs> and that, in I, the real life, I, they will be like, "I'm working for my I'm working for my own year until the building is uh, rebuilt." Um, yeah, and so Man of Steel, I it has improved. I think um, it doesn't. It also, I mean, it's still a film that's about two hours and a quarter. I think it is. It's not a short film, but it, at least it feel it, it goes along at a fair pace and doesn't feel dragged out which sometimes they do but the ending sometimes and I find some of these endings of DC films are like right I just want this battle to be over now let's yeah. just finish the battle and when you've got all of that work that you have to do you can do now with computer graphics and you can do anything I watched Superman 2 not that long ago with, with my son and even though that battle in New New York, or in Metropolis, sorry, which looks like New York, but Metropolis in the streets, which obviously they've, they were grounded by what they could actually do. There feels more weight to that because he basically leaves Metropolis to, so Zod and his two minions are not hurting the people anymore. Yeah, yeah. He runs off and they call him a coward and chase after him with Lex and Lois to do that. And, and you could see on Christopher Reeve's face, and even though because Richard Lester directed it, he that, some of those sequences is, he puts comedic elements in it for no reason, like someone's wig falling off where they're in the wind and all that. You still see his reaction to what they're doing, and and because it, it almost feels better, even though you haven't got all that technology, they had to do it on sets and. And all that type of thing, and with very limited, you know, you couldn't have buildings falling over the all over the place and all that. So, and I think you're right. I think if you want that fight to end, and also it feels like it's just, because he only then concentrated on the each other. It's just a fight of two people punching each other, and yeah, through big buildings. Yeah. There's no difference of oh, Superman's getting up his upper hand, or they do something else, and then Superman's go and use his breath to cool something down and something else happens it's very much just a fight between the two people because they don't seem to care about anything else and that takes away of giving any sort of different dimension to the yeah. fight um, and even in Superman Returns where obviously the CGI was there then as well it feels a bit more of, of a weight to that finale when he's trying to build build his own Krypton and it's starting to it's yeah. starting to sort of go into from the sea and he's having to lift it up and risk himself and then she's trying to save Lois and her boyfriend and the son and all that type of thing it feels more as well as trying to save Metropolis from falling into the ocean and, and all that yeah. it, even though there is CGI there it feels like it's toned in enough to make everything feel a bit real and, and I have an issue with that in a lot of even Wonder Woman uh, which I, I think the film's really good does end as a bit of a CGI battle and it's, it's it's a problem with a lot of superhero films um, because you got them to do things that nobody actually could really do but it's um it's sometimes i feel with the dc 
ones, it goes a bit too over the side. Yeah. And I think Madison was one of the first, really, to do that. Um, but I, I mean, it sounds like we're being negative. I, I do really, I think it's a good film. Enjoy the film. I think it has that Nolan yeah. thing you can tell, tell that. And so, obviously, then, DC and Warner Brothers wanted to quickly uh, sort of, uh, what's the word? Build on what Marvel had been doing and get their Avengers film out quick. So, instead of having a Man of Steel 2, which would have been the most logical. Yep, what was required. Yep. Yep, and what, what was probably needed. They decided to go down the Batman v Superman Dawn of justice route not only introduce a new batman only four years after christian bale left um make it also sort of like a man of steel 2 as well but also introduce in sort of a bit more than a cameo role wonder woman it's yeah. sort of more of a supporting role she's yeah, in, yeah, she comes in, in and out yeah um, she's in it more than i guess i think assume she'd be she's quite a lot so i i went to see this um in the cinema um in 2015 when it came out was it 2016 2016 it came out i think um and um i didn't like it much at all um richard i think many people did no i i think it had a brilliant weekend and it went right down after that word of mouth etc um so much so that quite unlikely because i'm a bit of a physical media person i didn't bother buying buying the blu-ray or anything like that i didn't bother uh, my brother did, and he said, oh, the, the extended edition is much better. So I borrowed it off him, and it is. And so the version, you had never seen it before, uh, and probably you hadn't watched it just due to the fact maybe being not liking Man of Steel, but not loving it, and also the, the critical I mean, panning of it, maybe. I mean, I love Batman. I've always loved Batman. and But I just think the general whole thing of it was Batman... A new Batman, as you said, just only not long after what is for me the best Batman had just disappeared. Um, a new character, older, that didn't get. And it's just the, the whole thing about it. You know, Gotham being right next to Metropolis. Um, it's just... And I, I don't really like those films. You know, I quite like a big baddie and films. I'm not certain I like one hero versus another hero. Maybe because I always know the prediction at the end of what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I just wasn't really drawn into wanting to see it. And I think you needed you needed another Superman. I think when I saw it and they, you first read the rumours that oh, it's going to be Batman versus Superman, I was like, no, no, we need Superman too first. Yeah. We need to build this character. We almost and needed, then, you almost needed a Man of Steel too. And a new Batman film with yeah. Ben Affleck as Batman. That's what you needed. Um, and then you could then realistically bring in, have a Batman and Superman film. And I can understand the why they would do it. It had never been done before and the excitement of it, I think. Um, but the three-hour edition, which as I say was the version I showed you. And I can remember we watched it when we watched it. Um, so I watched it... My brothers and I borrowed it, and I thought, yes, that is definitely better. And I think I watched it again, I think, another time. I borrowed it again and watched it again, because it's one of those films that I could never quite work out what I think of it now. Um, and so then I've, eventually there was a four, new 4K version of it, so I thought, right, I, I'm going to get it myself. Let's, you know, let's get it. So I got it. And I think you and I had, I think because it's a long film, we had a... A comfort break in the middle, getting some drinks and stuff in the middle. I came back in and said, you know what, I'm actually really enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> and it is one of the, I think it's, I think I said that to you, it's one of the biggest, it's, I don't think I've ever, my opinion's changed on a film so much as it had Batman and V Superman, Dawn of Justice. I think now we've had a few years past it and we've had the, the better version of Justice League film as well. I think it makes Batman v Superman a bit better. Um, and I think the three-hour version which expands Clark's role a bit more and why and his investigation and also why some of the characters have the motivation to try and discredit Superman and Batman's dislike of Superman. It expands that much more than the theatrical version did. I mean, it's about half an hour to 40 minutes longer, the extended yeah. edition. Um, 
And I think when you, when we finished watching it, you actually said, actually, that was better than I thought. It was better than I thought, um, mainly because, yeah, from what I'd heard, it wasn't very good. Um, and they did do some that dealt with some of the issues, which obviously, like they same like we were saying, they obviously realised how much damage Superman did, and so then yeah, tried, I, I, tried to correct. I mean, that's the first, thing, more or less, the first thing. I mean, obviously, we see we have to see uh, Bruce Wayne's parents die again. The most okay, most yeah. killed parents on screen. <laughs> yeah, they have to die <laughs> ever. Um, but um, yeah, the but. But apart from that bit, that is the first thing that's addressed. The introduction of Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, as an older Bruce Wayne. And, yeah. and it feels like, um, almost like him coming back. They sort of talk about, oh, Batman's back, isn't it? It's sort of like he'd been away for a bit. And that's where I said to you, it almost feels like they wanted Christian Bale, but he didn't want to do anymore. Yeah, it I feels mean, like because Batman goes away at the end of Dark Knight. Well, they think he's dead. But, he's dead. But yeah, yeah obviously the problem with it is he could get around that. Not Batman was dead. That was Bruce Wayne was dead. Yeah. So all his estate had gone. So he couldn't have been the super rich person he was in that one. Um, but yeah, if you if you could have had Christian Bale, it would well, it would have totally changed the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and it then, almost feels like it, it almost feels like there is a version. I, I might be completely wrong here, but there was a version of it that was. Well, if we bring Christian Bale, then we've already had our Batman movies. I mean, Nolan's still producing. I mean, he hasn't got any writing credit to Batman v Superman. It's more Zack Snyder's and uh, one, but because um, even like um, Wayne Manor's all deserted and all that type of thing, you sort of think. It would quite easily have been slightly adjusted. Oh yeah, they could have found a way to adjust it. I mean, you know, um, but Wayne, anyway, Bruce right. Wayne would have, could, could have always kept some hundreds of millions, billions away if he yeah. didn't some other yeah. And it, yeah, they could have always found a way. It's science it. fiction comic movies. Yeah, they could, they could have done. I mean, that that would have been the way to to properly do it. I mean, if you could have got him and put another Superman in, that would have been a great film. Yeah. Um, but obviously he's he didn't want to do it. Um, so, but, but Ben Affleck, I think, is perfectly good as Bruce Wayne uh, Batman, and I think the sequence where he uh, um, beats the uh, the hell out of a lot is is one of the most sort of proper fight Batman scenes you will see. You know, it really you know goes to town when he's when he's saving uh, Clark's mum. Um, yeah, yeah, good yeah, proper, proper yeah, fight, yeah. Really, really goes for it. That's a great, a great scene. Because um, one thing sometimes Christopher Nolan is criticised for, which I don't get too much, is the fight scenes in the Batman films aren't great. Some people think, but anyway, um, it's never really been something I thought about. But uh, I have seen that or read that. But um, I guess but, he doesn't have really that sort of fights very often in in. Batman trilogy. He doesn't do these big, proper one-on-one fights. No, There's no, a yeah. lot of little individual fights, and then him controlling an area, so taking down a load of baddies, but not really fighting them. I can't think about the third film that much, but I'm thinking about the second film. Especially. I mean, yeah, well, he, he does fight Bane a couple of weeks, he loses the first time, but he often uses his tech, doesn't he, to yeah. get him. Uh, and even the, I mean, even the Batmobile in Batman v Superman is not dissimilar. To the Batman Bill from the Nolan films. I mean, if you look at the Batman, Robert Patterson's Batman film, the uh, Batman Bill is totally different. So um, and redesigned. So no, I think it's a film that has definitely grown on me. I was quite. It was quite interesting to that you were like, oh, this is better than I, because obviously your expectations were, were lower yeah. anyway. Um, so I, I think it was quite interesting to say, actually, I quite enjoyed this. This is quite good. Yeah, so um, Yeah, I, I think because I assume there was a lot more Batman versus Superman in fiscality, which obviously just doesn't work yeah. by the very definition of their power levels. Um, and there wasn't Wonder Woman was in more, and that's always appreciated. Yeah. I like her as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, and Doomsday are quite... Doomsday is a good character. It's a good built character you know but I mean DC themselves had the issues of Superman of power levels yeah yeah um, 
and Doomsday was was a good way to deal with the issue. And they do address, as you say, some of the Man of Steel stuff at the beginning, but also you can see building work going on. You can yeah. see they're still trying to build up. And then when the battle with Doomsday happens, they do sort of do it, I think, oh, I can't remember, it happens in Gotham, I think. And, but they have it in like a like a more of an industrial deserted industrial area, so there's not so many people at that point in time being threatened. And the and, island, and they end oh on the, the island, island. that's it. The yeah. island. It starts the industrial bit, and then ends on the island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they've learned from that, and they take it away. And literally, they say we need to draw. Literally, Batman is saying, Superman, this is what you have to do. Yeah. You have to draw them away from the people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Don't yeah. Don't fight in the people. Um, fight on the places where we can control the environment. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's it's definitely an improvement. Um, so it does work work well. I mean, obviously, it does turn into a CGI palooza again at the end a little bit, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it does. I mean, there isn't much issue, much way you can get around that if a big fight like that. Mm. Um, obviously, the the problem, the one other problem which they have is Lex Luthor, which is I don't really get, don't really like. Well, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor is for me is. Is I think he's a great actor. Don't get me wrong, and I think he's done some great stuff. The Social Network, especially, brilliant in it. I just think he's totally miscast in that role. I think I think he sort of being this sort of bit whiny, sort of manipulator. I I understand and trying to do something different with it, but I don't I don't like I don't like him in that role. To be no, honest, he's also he's just too young. He, he needs to be ten, fifteen years older. He shouldn't be a young kiddie person mm. he should be that older more mature controlling of of the environment person who's rich and you know and has been doing things for years no not, not this young kid person it's just no and he, and he, he tried you know and he does do the threatening stuff very quite well but you sort of you sort of look at it and you go i think a lot of people would just go to him Get lost, yeah. Give, <laughs> give him a slap. You know what I mean? It just, you know, because he's sort of so, so sport. He keeps and irritating, and and I know. I mean, obviously, he he manipulates that um, hearing and all that type of everything's been something. All these cogs and, and it's you know it works that through that. And it makes it quite a convoluted, complicated plot. Batman v Superman. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the whole first scene, which is the bit in Lois in the desert, yeah. is basically set up to make Superman look bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all this sort of, and it keeps, keeps doing the little <laughs> all the time after, and you're like, oh god, you know. Um, and I think one thing, I think, I think, I think that's where all of one of the strengths has been of this is how well cast it is. Man of Steel, everyone seems to be, you know, having Russell Crowe as Jarrell. Yes, Kevin Costner as the, even those type of roles, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, you've got, that is seems to be the only little spot where you think, really? Jesse Eisenberg? Mm. You know, you could have gone younger, fine, but maybe not that young. You know, mid-30s, 40, I mean, I don't know, maybe Jesse Eisenberg's older than you think, but um, the, um, yeah, so I think it's, it's definitely done a reverse on me more than many, probably any other film ever has, um, in terms of, I prefer it. Um, I mean, there has been films I've seen in the cinema the second time I've gone, yes, I get it now. Man of Steel is one of them, actually, I, you know, and I think Zack Snyder as a filmmaker is like that, Um but nothing will get me to watch uh, Sucker Punch again, which I think is one of the worst films I've ever seen. But anyway, <laughs> Watchmen is one that's quite worth watching. It's 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 really good. Very dark, grown up, adult, very adult. It's a very it is an eighteen, and it is an eighteen. You know what I mean? It's like uh, so. Um, so does he add a lot of little touches then into his? work which you sort of yeah well, appreciate the second time of view yeah I think time. so I think so I think the way that his stuff looks he often has that sort of slightly desaturated stylized version um one I've, I've read one comment by um Kevin the filmmaker Kevin Smith about how Zack Snyder almost is like a painter on the screen all his shots are very stylized and almost like a Everything sort of framed, and he does like a slow mo. Oh, he does. Um, like slow -mo, yeah. Especially in 
the Justice League film. There's, it's almost like he's forgotten to speed. He's put, turned on the slow mo by accident. Well, you know, you sometimes do on your phone. You try to take a video off, done it in slow motion. Well, you must keep on sitting on the button. Or something. <laughs> well, where is it? Oh, there's the remote. Oh, 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 it comes back. He comes back mm-hmm. to edit it. I did it in slow mo. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah. So then we move on to Justice League, which I know you haven't seen. I mean, we're not going to get into all the convoluted ways of this, but anyway. He was starting to make Justice League. He's adopted. I think his uh, his daughter uh, passed away. He still carried on working. I think, and then he was taken off the project. And Warner Brothers used that as sort an of excuse a, more than yeah. actual. Yeah, um, I think it's a, it was a joint thing. I yeah, mean, partly they were like it's hard for him to carry on, and a part it's difficult were. to know the proper ins and outs because obviously every, lots of things get reported and stuff. And you, um, anyway, Joss Whedon was brought in, stipulated that it had to be two hours, had to reshot a load, reshoot a load of scenes, um, and it became a strange mix of styles, still credited as directed by Zack Snyder, and it became this strange mix of styles. So when I saw that in the cinema, I actually didn't mind it, because I thought, okay, that's very different from Batman v Superman. The... Um, Trying to remove Henry Cavill's moustache special effect is is probably one of the worst ideas or special effects. You'd be better off having have Superman with a moustache. <laughs> you I'm, could not, have, I'm not saying I can agree there. Well, he could have been brought back to life and he could be bearded. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just as a bit more of a darker Superman. But um, but I know you haven't seen the Just Whedon one, and to be honest. But when you watch it again and again, you think, oh. And it's what's funny is the Zack Snyder thing follows exactly the same plot, but all the scenes are completely different. His versions of the scenes, there's obviously more in it because it's twice the length, but um, and the plot seems much more to make sense and all that type of thing. And I couldn't, I could, but we, we watched it, um, the new version, and we got out because Sky had Sky. Movies had the exclusive rights in the UK. Um, I know HBO Max had it in the US, but um, in the UK it was on Sky, and we you had to subscribe to Sky Movies. We don't have it, so I had a I got a like a free trial of Now TV to watch it, and my wife and I were watching it, and we were like, and we did watch it in two parts because how long it is, and I was like, this is so much better. It's not just a little bit; it's just so much better, and I think it surprised critics as well how much better it was because I think when it was announced because some people were like the footage don't exist and then it started coming out the footage did exist then Warner Brothers said we're going to give him 30 million dollars to complete it and he's added scenes in he had to get Ben Affleck in to do a couple of things and um, I think all the sequence at the end of Jared Leto as the Joker was shot for it Um, and you think you know, how did they get this so wrong the first time out? And, um, yeah, it is it is so much better. It is so much better. And I actually watched it, and I really enjoy Justice League. I mean, it's ponderous and slow. I don't think it would have been four hours in the cinema, but I think it probably would have found it would have been about three. I think it would have had to at least been three and a bit, because realistically, considering you're bringing three characters in... Yeah. Who have no knowledge? You, you've got to give basically an hour of a time yeah, yeah, yeah. plus to do, to do those to bring free count. I mean, even then, that's still not realistic enough. As we've said, the the problem with was DC's whole plan. You know, Aquaman should have been out before this film. You know, they should have had. You know, whether you'd had it in Superman two and you'd had the Flash or something else, you had to build these characters in, which is what Marvel did. DC tried to rush it and put three characters in. So I don't see how you don't have an hour at least introducing yeah. those characters. Otherwise, and especially in this more than like in the Avengers where, you know, Hawkeye is basically not in it. He's the baddies yeah. in yeah. there. These characters are important. Yeah. They're, you know, they're a fundamental part of it. Okay, they're not the, the, the big three, but they are... They are in a sizable amount of the film. Yeah. But I then mean, you saying the 
Cinnabar version of the, the Flash is hardly in it, and he's the comic character, so he's yeah. more of the Hawkeye. Oh character. yeah, well the, the Flash, the, the the cyborg is the one that's really a lot of his stuff is cut out, and in some respects, as you, you're quite right to say that you should have had an Aquaman film and possibly a Flash film already, another Superman film already. So then the only characters we've had Wonder Woman, we had a Wonder Woman film. Yeah. Um, that was the only one they had done. So the only person you're introducing really is Cyborg. And then you have half an hour, 40 minutes yeah, of yeah. that of him. And that makes sense. That's yeah. fine. Whereas, and the Avengers does a good, you know, you've, Black Widow was already introduced in Iron Man 2. Arguably she should have had her own film, but she didn't. But you knew the character and she was expanded upon much better as well in the yeah. Avengers. But you could do that. I mean, she's actually the first one you meet in some respects. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye um, doesn't is also introduced, but then everybody else. And I know you're getting a new Hulk, but technically you have had the Hulk film. Yeah. So, and um, yeah, it's um, it's done so much. The building had already done, which DC hadn't done. Um, but yeah, so what was your thoughts after? So watching that four-hour version over two a couple of nights, what was your uh, thoughts of Justice League? It was a good film. Um, it is slow. There's bits in it where you like. I know you want to explain it all and everything else, but it's, this is slow, and he does like his slow mo. Um, <laughs> We'd have halved it. Wouldn't <laughs> so there are there are bits in there which like, but I, I it's a fan built film, so that's that's it's an interesting different thing that it isn't a film built for the cinema. So the, you've had the theatre release. And this isn't this isn't that. This is a very different film in that respect. In terms of its built, the only people who are sitting down to watch this are fans yeah. of this. Yeah. It's, it's not pulling it in. You're not going to get someone else coming in to watch it. I mean, the idea of sitting watch, watching it with Sally would just be a nightmare <laughs> because she'd be like, "Who's this? Why is this?" Like, well, when did we meet this? Oh, we haven't met this one. We haven't met this yeah. one. Who's this? Da, da, da. That's not the same Batman. It would just be. It's not a film you could. You could see it. it's a film built for fans, and so there it's a ponderous, and there's a lot of stuff about it. But it's a lot of stuff yeah. because it's fan. It's a fan based film. Oh, I, I agree. And and just that, those Justice League films you have to have seen really: Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, and Batman v Superman for it to rate proper sense. Whereas at least with Avengers, and probably one of the reasons why it did so well compared to the that was the first Marvel film to hit a billion. The others hadn't. You know, the, you know, and you could actually watch Avengers without really seeing the others. Yeah, they they all take a role position. Yeah, the alien, yeah. the, the yeah. super soldier, the the tech person. They all take a role position. But there's not loads of stuff about their backstory you no. necessarily need to. They do it helps, but you don't necessarily need to know. Um, for example, the Hulk's in a totally different country that he was at the end of the Incredible Hulk you know all that type of thing you know um, so whereas the Justice League film you need to know you need to know what's happened at the end of Batman v Superman I know it sort of starts slightly recaps and all that um, and Superman does take a long while to come into it oh, a long long time you know he's you know he's not Henry Cavill's second billing and he's uh, I mean I'll be is interested it, actually what his hours, screen two, time is yeah I know where did he come in two hours half Somewhere well, they talk. I think I think the the break comes. I mean, I think you do see clips of him, obviously, but the break comes when they're deciding to actually resurrect him, isn't it? Half with the halfway yeah, point. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's two and a half hours in. Yeah, yeah. So um, because they pretty much go from there towards the final fight mm. after he beats him up and disappears. I mean, Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot are, but in some respects, the two main yeah, yeah. characters. Um, I mean. Um, Amy Adams is third credited on this film, and she? Lois is hardly in it. God, she's in it for a couple of minutes, she's and then she's in. Then she's not. Amy in Adams for two has hours. a good has a good agent. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so it's um, now. I do think it's really good. Um, it is a long, ponderous film. It's but it it, may, it does something different, and it's unusual, and it's not. It, it doesn't feel like it's then copying the Marvel formula and all that it's its own thing and i can understand why people would love it so much 
Um, it's uh, it, and it's one for the fans, and really that's the direction they should have tried to stick with. You know, courage in their convictions. Batman v Superman still made eight hundred million at the box office. It wasn't like a, not every film your film's going to make a billion. You know, but because of everything that had gone on, Justice League. The problem with these films is for like this is it's Batman, it was Superman, it should you say it makes under eight hundred million, it's Batman and it's Superman yep. in the period of time where superheroes films oh, yeah, are yeah. the biggest films and the Marvel ones are making a billion and a half, etc. It's Batman and Superman. It should be. It should be up exactly. there. I mean, I agree. It's two of the biggest, two out of the three biggest characters in the there is. But if you're not going to be make a crowd pleaser and make a slightly more darker take, you, you're risking people not seeing it. And it doesn't always go out like that. I mean, Joker made over a billion, which is a dark, a dark, a fifteen film. You know, uh, um, it doesn't always work like that. And, and Christopher Nolan's brilliant at being able to just get that right tone. The Dark Knight is a dark film, but he also seems to be able to yeah. tap into audiences. If you're not going to make... And, and Man of Steel still had that slight... Some people really liked it, some people weren't keen. So, But if you're not going to make a crowd pleaser, then you've got, you got rerun the risk of people then telling their mates, oh, I didn't like it. And they then go, right. I'm not going to bother seeing it. It is a problem. And in some respects, Marvel have recently, especially, have tried to do the crowd pleaser thing a bit too much. And now they're alienating the... Hardcore. More hardcore fans. So you try to get that balance. Um, and there's not necessarily a why or how to do it. It's it's just... No, no, because also things change. Yeah. So people move on. What we, What people want from a film changes yeah. so so people are expecting more social review yeah. in in the films if you watch so, superman superman 2 now the films are great and they're still universally loved but they are dated um you even watch 1989 batman so the great film it is dated and the construction of the film is very different from what you get now in a superhero film, where people demand plot and and stuff in some respects Marvel have become their own worst enemy because of their how good they managed to do Endgame and Spider-Man No Way Home, which pulls in all these different elements from different films, multiple characters. Everything else now seems a bit of an anti-climax, and I think that's a little bit of it as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think if I had to rank these three films, I think I would have Batman v Superman third. Man of Steel 2, Justice League 1, just. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, most of you. I don't need to watch Man of Steel again. But, yeah, I think that's not... I think, I think, yeah. I think Man of Steel could... could You could put top just due to the fact that it's not so long and ponderous as possibly Justice League is and has a bit more, you know, sort of that Nolan stuff. I think it's quite a close... Yeah, thing. I mean, really, in some ways, you could do with taking a bit of Justice League and just doing a bit of maybe chopping now off that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Take yeah. away all the bit about the future, which doesn't really add enough. Yeah. Um, which was so, always always trying to set up films that are never going to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and take that bit out, and then because that sort of feels it takes you out of it a bit too much. Um, yeah. Again, watching that with Sally would be just like, you'd be like, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no one knows. This is never going to happen. Don't worry. Yeah, it's a dream. <laughs> um, no, no. A bad dream. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it will be it will be very interesting when The Flash comes out. What What is going to be done with that? Because that Flash... I saw the Flash trailer in the cinema last week, actually. And... And I've seen it, obviously, on Ted. But when you see it on the big screen, you think, this does look good. But it's Zod as the baddie from Man of... St I mean, so whatever the Flash does, he he completely undone and does what Superman does from Man of Steel. So you've got a, a version of Supergirl. You've got Michael Keaton as Batman. You've got Ben Affleck as Batman. 
I think it's Ben Affleck as Batman going through on a very Christian Bale-esque bat pod. And it's like, have they really? Or is it? <laughs> you know, it's going to be incredibly directed by the guy who directed the It film. So he's a good director. And it'd be interested, um, it'd be interested to see what that, that film, that trailer made my interest of that film go up quite considerably. Yeah, I mean, obviously the issue with that is the whole set is that they're then moving away from this whole, this this universe. Yeah, and that's why Shazam 2 did so poorly. It's not a bad film, it's just that the interest has gone. It's, and so that's the danger for Flash, is, is the fact that people will be like, okay, great, but it doesn't work to anything, it's like the end of an era. And the same with, I mean, whether they keep the Aquaman one, it's... It's a very weird decision-making system. Well, it also it? feels weird this way round because you would thought think if you had Aquaman out in the summer and the Flash out at December, they could then put a line under it. But it feels like the Flash put a line under it, but we're still going to have Aquaman two in at Christmas. So it's not guaranteed that they're not going to keep. Yeah, Aquaman yeah. There might be it stuff could... in the Flash that leads into Aquaman that makes a bit of set. Oh, right, and also yeah. Aquaman could also. They're not saying they're getting rid of all the characters. So, I mean, they they could maybe keep Aquaman. I hope they... And I, and I know we've said it before. I hope, I hope they do keep Gal Gadot. It hasn't... Whereas they were quite final saying Henry Cavill's not coming back, even though they said he was coming back, because he, he was cameoed in Black Adam and then they changed their mind. Well, and, that was Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson wanted him coming yeah, yeah, because yeah. he wanted the next film to be... Black Adam versus yeah. Superman. Because <laughs> that's what we had to have, just Superman fighting well, every other character. But, but, but he wanted it Black Adam versus Superman. That was... And then James Gunn gets brought in and the first thing goes, no, actually, we're going to... Well, I'm afraid Henry Cavill's not going to be suited for this because we want a younger Superman. Well, um, yeah, I mean... Anyway. Yeah, I don't know what they'd done if Black Adam had done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it had done... Yeah, what they wanted, the two billion or whatever else, and had really stormed it. I don't know what they would have, how they would have managed it. Because they started having a dream team of, you know, Black Adam, Superman, Shazam, who's linked to Black Adam, isn't it? Three super powerful beings who could have been a great, you know, you could have done something really good with them. And... And it could have been out versus some really big baddies. You could have put Wonder Woman in. You put started to put the Martial Manhunter in. There, there was the possibility. Take it. You'd have to take it away from the earth. Well, weirdly not to want to spoil Shazam too, but I am going to spoil it for you because I don't think you're going to see it anytime soon. Yeah, um, it has been all over the internet anyway. So if you haven't seen Shazam two, this is a slight spoiler. There is a cameo of Wonder Woman at the end of Shazam two, <laughs> and it just makes you go, okay, and. There hasn't been, whereas they have said, like I was saying, Henry Cavill is not going to be Superman. They haven't said that about Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman yet. They said Patty Jenkins wouldn't be going forward with Wonder Woman 3. But that doesn't necessarily mean there isn't going to be a Wonder Woman 3 or isn't going to be Gal Gadot. I hope they do keep her because I think she's a, a good Wonder Woman, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I feel they're going to end up recasting all of them because... The problem is that they're also linked. Wonder Woman is in the Batman and Superman films. She, so she's so linked to this Superman. Yeah. Um, and she's linked to Shazam, which didn't do well enough in the cinema to have enough one. Yeah. Um, Aquaman is also linked to it. We've got all the issues with the Flash actor, yeah. which means, do you really want it? And you're having a film which is basically a film about the history of Superman films again. So you're, you're all interlinked to this Superman. I just don't know if, if in the end they'll just go start afresh. Well, if you want a clean slate, you've got to start completely afresh, haven't you? And, by, you know, Aquaman comes out at Christmas and then there isn't a DC film in 2024 because Superman Legacy is scheduled for summer, early summer 2025 which is the first thing that's kicking off. I think there might be some animated shows and stuff in 2024, but I don't, there's no good, bit, at the moment, there's no film. We've got Blue Beetle coming out in August, which is a DC film. I can't see that set in the box office alight, to be honest. No. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how Aquaman 2 does, saying that the first Aquaman is the only DC film 
as far as I'm, I'm just off the top of my head, and I think I'm true of this sort of you, this current that universe to make over a billion, which was a surprise. Did incredibly well in China. So if Aquaman two does similar business somehow, because it was surprised, everybody say it won't, but it was surprised the first time. Things happen. If the Flash goes down really well, and that approaches a billion, because it's a good word of mouth, and Aquaman then does it, you sort of think, oh, maybe they will, maybe that's why they've sort of held off with all that, just to see how those two do. Like you say with Shazam, um, if Shazam 2 had done amazingly, that makes it almost more difficult. Um, but yeah, we'll yeah you can't, you can't, yeah, if they'd made a billion and a half Shazam 2, they can't turn around and go, we're not going to do a third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be Superman, there's going to be, um, what's it, a Batman Brave of the Bold, there's going to be a new Supergirl film, Woman of Tomorrow, it's going to be a Swamp Thing film, and you're also going to get sort of like an Elseworlds separate um, Joker 2, which is finished filming with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, and you're going to get a Batman Part 2 with Robert Pattinson. That's carried on because the Batman has gone down incredibly well. So, which is another one we could do as a first time watch, Simon, because you yeah. haven't seen the Batman. But anyway, let's. So yeah, so that's it. Let's have sort of a little take on the Justice League uh, trilogy. Interesting times, weird, weird times, strange decisions made. But I think if you just took that sort of little trilogy, maybe added the Wonder Woman films in, Aquaman films, and then maybe the Flash and stuff. I almost forgot about the Shazam and Black Adam stuff. You've got a nice little. Little lot of films you could watch, and it'll be interesting. I'll be, I mean, I'm really intrigued by The Flash because I think the trailers look great, and I'm intrigued about if this is going to be sort of the technical sort of the conclusion or a reset, which is what you can do with multiverse stuff. I mean, there's been rumors that there's some sort of Christopher Reeve type, yeah, I mean, cameo. You, you, could, you uh, could do a you could end it with Superman. The new Superman appearing yeah, yeah. in that, and then you could link it that this is the same Superman, but with a new and it's a new version of. We, bet, him. we know there's been multiple reshoots of both this and Aquaman to put things in line because I think Aquaman originally was coming out first. I think everything's been reshot with stuff in line. We know Ben Affleck's in it as well because of the trailers. Um, so anyway, we'll see. We'll see in very soon, actually, in a couple of months. Yep. Um, so whilst we um, whilst we're uh, talking about movies, I'll just have a. Obviously, there's been quite a lot coming out re- come out recently. Um, I think I uh, last week Simon saw probably one of my favourite films of the year so far. And that's Air with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck about the uh, Nike um, uh, getting uh, Michael oh. Jordan uh, and sort of turning the company around um, as a, as a it's 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 a it's a fun, funny, bright and sort of breezy film. Not too long, it's under two hours. Um has a slight Jerry Maguire feel to it, but it's not so centred on the personal characters and relationships. It's more it is centred on them trying to, you know, get that um shoe and, and also it's not really an underdog story because at the time Nike were doing okay they were just they were just trailing behind Adidas and Godverse it was just <laughs> so it's not like oh a, 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 a big company doing getting even bigger that's basically what it is yeah, but yeah. but they do it in a, in a way that makes it a good film so it's one of um Creed 3 was really good when I saw that um when it came out as well as Scream 6 surprisingly which I think the Scream franchise must be one of the most consistent horror franchises there's ever been in quality in quality same when screen three is probably your worst one and that's not that bad um you know when you compare it to some horror franchises that go on and on and get worse and worse especially in some of the 80s ones it's um it's uh you know quite a quite a thing and i saw shazam 2 as i say it was all right it's fine it's fine it's I like the first Shazam. Once again, I think that's fine. It's, it's good. It's enjoyable. It doesn't set up the world alight. I think that's that's the only problem with that character. It's an, it's interesting, a, a boy turning into a superhero. Makes a bit of fun stuff happening to it. But I think other than that, I think more than two films, I think, is enough anyway, in my opinion. Um, now, I did... When I, I was looking back... When we did our Black Panther spoiler special a couple of months ago, and I we did our sort of... I did my films that I was 
looking forward to this year. Now, my number one was Indiana Jones. That hasn't changed, Simon. In fact, that's increased. Because <laughs> <laughs> a new trailer's come out, which I thought was uh, uh, over the Star Wars celebration a few a couple of weeks ago. And I think that trailer is, am- is brilliant. And even people like my good friend Gaz, who, who contributes to this podcast, who was, has been sceptical about it, and he was sceptical about the first trailer, did think the secretary was like, ah, no, that, that seems that seems more like it. And he's not a big fan of the fourth Indiana Jones film. Well, not many people are, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, but he was being a bit sceptical. But I did have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania as my third most anticipated film of the year. And I think it was because it was only a couple of weeks before it was going to come out when we recorded yep, it. Yeah, I think it was. We haven't done our spoiler special for that. And we'll wait probably till it does come out on Disney Plus. And Disney have changed their looks like they've changed their stance on when they're releasing their stuff onto Disney Plus. So for the first time in a long while, it's coming out on. You can buy it on digital. It's coming out on physical media in in May. Um, and that's bef- at the moment, unless they change their mind. We still got. They can sometimes do things quite last minute, but um, at the moment, it's not coming out on Disney Plus first. So we'll wait for the Disney Plus thing and for you to see it as well yep i think i definitely need to see it again this one i made the mistake of not watching black panther again and so i think i've got to see this one again before i can properly comment on it but if we were to do a ranking of the marvel film simon it would be very low possibly maybe even bottom at this moment in time which is a big statement yeah um and saying how i actually do always enjoyed the first two outman films um, I think we are in a situation where we've got, you know, Marvel have just got to be a bit careful. They've, they're lucky they've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 out in a couple of weeks, which has just had, over the last 24 hours, I think, has just been having its first sort of initial reactions, social media, and at the moment they're very positive, but often that does happen. Yeah, it always happens. I mean, it because is. people are going to press events. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to be up for going to that type of thing, if, especially if you're like a, not used to going to that stuff. Just if you go to a press event with everybody there, you're going to just love whatever they show you. Plus, if you're an influencer and you go there, you want to rave about it because you want them to then influence. Oh yeah, take exactly. To the next one, so the next one. So you yeah. take it with a pinch of salt. I mean, you know, people sometimes are fair on that, but you know, take it with a pinch of salt. But there will moment, be some people who get will always be right. And they will be honest because yeah, yeah. Like, they can always go. Yeah. So, um, but yes. Yeah, so I'm a bit. Whereas, whereas I didn't put in Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I had that just on the outside. I now look at myself and think I'm mad not to have put Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse into that, and I've put Ant-Man the Wasp. But that's benefit of hindsight, isn't it? Well, the first two Ant-Man were good films. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen it, but the the Jane problem with it is you've taken it away from what the premise of that film were yeah, which yeah. was like thieving and and real world small real world problems yeah. but with some link to the the wider universe yeah, and yeah. some and they've taken that away to make it a totally different film and that's that's like saying oh we're going to take guardians and we're going to stick them all on earth for a whole film yeah. and then go oh why does that not work well that's not yeah yeah you've got plenty of but yeah and and that's and I mean you've even we'll, we'll go into more detail later on this year but um you've even got is it his sort of crew that's part of the comedy sort of his crew that he's then in the second one made that security firm for not in it whatsoever and you're like you've it just feels like you've missed you've, the sort of the DNA about the Outman films but they were nice little sort of side additions they're never going to be the big spectacle but you've got another superhero that's like more of a self-contained heist film and it's weird with this year given that your other two films this year are guardians big space and the marvels again big space thing that you haven't made this film the localized close normal film why why you don't surely you when you plan it out, you want okay. We don't want three space films. I know it's not based in space, but you know, big area battle films. You want different sort of storyline yeah. to the, the thing, and, and it's weird well, that they've gone. Yeah, they've gone down that route, sort of. But and I understand in some respects why. But so we'll, we'll come to it once you've seen it. We'll come to it and stuff. But in terms of the box office, it's um, 
it doesn't look like it's even going to make 500 million but for and for a modern marvel film i mean some of the ones in the early days didn't but for a modern marvel film and saying that the two outman the previous two outman films who never were the, the top of their box office but the previous two outman films did over 500 the first one did and the second one did over 600 it's and this is supposed to kick off your new phase with your main baddie and doing something a bit more spectacular it's probably slightly worrying but we'll, I think the, the big crux is how Guardians does and if it does go down well big finale I think you might find that'll just get the interest back up and I know they're going to take the breaks off releasing too much stuff I think that's probably been a little bit of the problem as well so anyway but yeah I've still got uh, June part two Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Impossible which I was watching well, I only watched half of it because it was it was late, but I watched half of Mission Impossible 5 last night, which is Rogue Nation. So not the last one, the one before, the first one Chris McQuarrie done, because he now does all has been doing all of them. That's a brilliant that's a brilliant film as well. You know, they've really got these down now. Yeah, they have they, those yeah. films. I mean that's one of the most underrated and most consistent action series of films. I mean, by the time we get if if Dead Reckoning is, is going to be as half as good as Rogue Nation and especially Fallout, then we're in for a, another fantastic film. It's a two-parter as well. So, um, you know, once they get to that eighth film, if that is going to be Tom Cruise's last, and if that is going to be the last Mission Impossible film, not, you know, it might be, um, that's a very consistent franchise if they're going to be as good as the last few we've had. Um, so when you're probably worst film of that fact is Mission Impossible 2 which is still quite a watchable film yeah yeah that's some good parts of Mission Impossible um, you, once again like we talk about Scream you're, you're not doing too bad so um, we'll see but um, yeah um, anything you want to add Simon to no no I think this year I know you said Creed and things so well, but I guess it, it doesn't feel like it's kicked off as, as well as maybe people th- yeah. yeah I think because like you've had Shazam and you've had Ant Man, and I assume that the thought was by now they would have done some big businesses. Something would have really yeah. blown the box office, and it hasn't yet. Well, it's, the, it's, well, the, well, the one that has is the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is, you know, most <laughs> is, 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 is at the moment is on track, more or less on track to be the biggest animated film of all time, almost on track. It had the biggest opening, and I think it had the second biggest weekend or the second 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 on the so it's i know we've had holidays all over the world and stuff but it's not doing it is blowing up that is the success story john wick chapter four has done much much better than anybody predicted um but the first that's that franchise is built yeah um and creed three's done the best out of any of those three films too um so but some of the couple of the big films that you would expect like shazam to and that man of the wasp especially that man of the wasp haven't done as well as thought and these are now being released in china too so it's uh super mario brothers at the moment is the top grossing film of the year worldwide but two and three generally still with it's still two Chinese films that came out in Chinese New Year. So it's, whereas, you know, it, we've still got a lot to go. You know, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians could blow it. Three. Um, Mission yeah. Impossible, I think, is going to have this factor of how well Top Gun did last year as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise is... It's sort of become... It, it's, yeah. it's a very high level now for Tom Cruise. I mean, the, the expectation of, like, given Mission Impossible... And Top Gun, what he's produced in the last few years is high level. Yeah. So he is most he is the biggest person in the in the, yeah. the moment. You know, um, he is. I mean, it's always been every Tom Cruise film. It's always been Tom Cruise and yeah. pretty much yeah. no one else on yeah. the on the board. But it yeah. definitely is that case at the moment is that people will go because it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. And because Top Gun Maverick was so good and the last Mission Impossible film was so, was so good, this could be the first unbelievably Mission Impossible film to make a billion. Because the others nice. haven't. So um, we'll see. Um, and if Indy does well, if Indy goes down well, um, then that's within a good chance of 
get in there as well. So yeah. um, we shall see. We shall see. Anyway, and always there's always a surprise. Super Mario Brothers was a, has been a, a little bit of a surprise. I think I think when it started, I think it, I, was, I did think so. I think this might do okay, do pretty well um, because it's a, a popular character looking like how he does in the games. And now it's a character that's 40 years old. The arcade game was from 83, 84 came out. So, uh, and it's worldwide. Yeah, it? exactly. It, and it's, exactly. It's not you, like, you know, it's it's not a, a, a American thing. It is a worldwide creation, you know. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, thank you very much, Simon, once again, for joining me. Thank you for um, having me. Um, we'll be back at some point. As I say, we will do an Outman of the Wasp Quantumania one. Um and um, we, we will, at one point, get round to doing a Marvel ranking. We've got to just work out the best way of doing that. Yeah. And I think we also are going to do your, the Taylor Swift one at some point as yes, well. Yes, we've got to do Taylor. Uh, so we'll, we'll be, Simon will be back um, over this year. Uh, it's just getting time to do these things, isn't it, Simon? This it is, is always the way. But um, you've been listening to Music and Film Saves the World podcast. Thank you very much for listening. My name's been Chris Rice. That was Simon Bridgman. And we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.